Father, we do rejoice in your presence tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're the ultimate teacher. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, to enlighten the eyes of our understanding tonight concerning the subject of meekness so we can be more like Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I do. There's, there's so much to pray. And as I was going through that book, I mean, my goodness, it's a wonderful book. But I want to continue. We've been um, on the subject of meekness. We said the quality of meekness is gentleness and humility. Say gentleness and humility. And I can't overemphasize how important your godly character is in these last days. The body of Christ has gone through decades of, of Christians that maybe they had um, charisma, but they didn't have character. And we've got to have character. Amen? And gentleness and humility and meekness is, is so important for keeping relationships whole and healthy and influencing others. We said Abraham and Isaac displayed meekness. Abraham, we said, stopped the quarrel between herdsmen. We said strife is not sudden, it's a process. And the sources of strife are hatred, anger, flesh, self-seeking disputes, and the what? Hint, hint, the tongue, okay? We said Isaac, in spite of his character flaws, was obedient to God, stayed in the land of famine, sowed his seed, reaped a hundredfold return. Even in the face of hardship and opposition, he worked hard at getting along with the Philistines. And he forgave them, he extended grace to them, which resulted in a ratifying a new covenant that God blessed. I gave you this from the message from James chapter 3. It says, real wisdom, God's wisdom begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. Let that be our goal in the days ahead. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day, cold the next, not two-faced, we said you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. You know it takes work, doesn't it? Treating each other with dignity and honor. Now, we said meekness. I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip this because I, I, I want to give you a new definition of meekness that I found in and uh, it's good. Let me read it to you. It says, Meekness is an attitude of humility before God and gentleness toward men, springing from recognition that God is in control. Meekness is an attitude of humility before God and gentleness toward men, springing from rec recognition that God is in control. Although weakness and meekness may look similar, they're not the same. Weakness is due to negative circumstances such as lack of strength and courage, but meekness is due to a person's conscious choice. Say conscious choice. It is strength and courage under control coupled with kindness. The meek are those who quietly submit themselves to God and are gentle towards all men, who can bear provocation without being inflamed by it, are either silent or or return a soft answer, who can be cool when others are hot. They are the meek who would rather forgive 20 injuries than revenge one. That's Matthew Henry. Now, I want you to look at Exodus 2. I'm going to go on quickly, and we're going to give you uh, three more examples of meekness. 
The first one is Moses in Exodus chapter 2. Just like all of us, Moses had a past. And I'm going to read to you from Moses' past. Because I want you to see that God can take anybody and change them. He can change their character. It says, now it came to pass in those days, verse 11 of chapter 2, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way, and when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. Now, I, <laughs> that's murder, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, maybe he, well, maybe he just deserved a, a whooping and not murder. You know, And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. So you can see here he had a past. Now look at Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. So from that point to this point, some things happened in Moses' life. There was some character transformation. This is where the, the dissension of Aaron and Miriam in chapter two, 12 and verse 1. It says, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Now, that's outside of the Jewish family. And uh, some commentaries say that this was a second woman, and I, I believe it was. And it says, so they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Here we have an issue arising. Has he not spoken through us also, and the Lord heard it? See, the Lord hears everything we say. Amen? In our closet, in our home, at work. It says, and the Lord heard it. Now the man, now this is what I wanted you to see. The man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Now, did you ever think about that? What, what is the scripture saying about Moses? That he's what? The most humble man on the what? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's something. And then it says, suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle meeting. So the three came out, then the Lord came down, and the pillar of cloud stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. I bet they knew they were in trouble. Then he said, hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. When they were you, when, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. And then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. Now, wouldn't that be something if... If anybody just talked against the preacher, or the worship leader, or the nursery worker, or the greeter, or the usher, what if they just turned leprous right then and there? There'd be a lot less complaining. 
Then Aaron turned toward Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Aaron said to Moses, Oh, my Lord. Notice he, said, he didn't say brother. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Please do not lay this sin on us in which we've done foolishly and in which we've sinned. Please do not let her be as one dead whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. Now, this is, this is what I want you to see, because this is meekness in action. This is gentleness. This is intercession in action. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. And the Lord said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, would she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut out of the camp seven days, and afterwards she may be received again. So Miriam was shut out of the camp seven days, and the people did not journey till Miriam was brought in again. Wow. Amen. So, do you see, I wanted you to see the way Moses was and how he started and what he became. Now, he had, some, he had some interludes there. He had some periods. Remember, we were supposed to speak to the rock, and he just whacked that rock with the staff. We got areas, all of us. But I want you to see that predominantly Moses changed. His character changed. He was always having to intercede, wasn't he, for the nation of Israel. So that's a good example. Now let's look at David. Look at 2 Samuel 16. This is, this is a good one. He's king. And uh, let's start in verse 5 of chapter 16. We're talking about giving you examples of meekness. 2 Samuel 16, and let's look at verse 5. It says, Now when King David came to Berum, there was a man from the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera, coming there. And he came out, cursing continuously as he came. And he threw stones. He was a relative of Saul. So he wasn't really too happy with David. And he threw stones at David and at all the servants of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. This guy was a fool. Also, Shimei said, thus when he cursed, come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue, you worthless man. The Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. So now you're caught in your own evil because you are a bloodthirsty man. Do you talk to a king like that? Uh -uh. Now I want you to see verse 9. Then Abishai, the son of Zuriah, said to the king, why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Please let me go over and take off his head. Do you think he could have? Oh yeah, easy, piece of cake. But here's where meekness comes in. But the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah? So let him curse, because the Lord has said to him, curse David. Who then shall say, why have you done so? And David said to Abishai, <coughs> Abishai and all his servants, See how my son who came from my own body seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite. See, that's where the tribe that Saul was from. Let him alone and let him curse, for so the Lord has ordered him. And it may be that the Lord will look on my affliction and that the Lord will, will repay me with good for his cursing this day. And as David and his man went along the road, Shimei went along the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went, threw stones at him and kicked up dust. Wow. Do you think that was meekness being exercised? Gentleness, kindness, grace? Most certainly. That's a good example. Now look at Psalm 38. <coughs> Psalm 38. Here again, this is David. 
Psalm 38, verse 9. Lord, all my desires before you and all my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pants, my strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it also is gone from me. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague and my relatives stand afar off. Those who also seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt speak of destruction and plan deception all the day long. Now look at his re response or his reaction in verse 13. But I like a what? Deaf man do not hear, and I'm like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus I'm like a man who does not hear and whose mouth is, in, is no response. Verse 15. For in you, O Lord, I hope, you will hear, O Lord my God. For I said, hear me, lest they rejoice over me, lest when my foot slips they exalt themselves against me, for I'm ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. So I want you to see David's response. You know, we all have people come against us, and he had plenty of people coming against him in his reign. Before the reign, during the reign, and afterwards. But uh, David always trusted in God. Always rejoiced in his God. And that's the way we need to be. If you trust God, I don't care who comes against you. God is going to defend you. Amen. Now, I'll, I'll read these first few scriptures. I wrote them down for sake of time. Now I want to look at Paul. Paul, like Moses, had a past. Did he not? He sure did. 1 Corinthians 15.9, Paul says, For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Galatians 1.13, Paul said, For you've heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. Philippians 1 verse 13, Although he's describing himself, his own character, although I was formerly a blasphemer, and in the Greek that means to injure, to be slanderous, abusive speech, a persecutor, and an insolent man. That's what he was. The part of that it, it is described as violently arrogant. So, do you think Paul had a past? Now look at Galatians 5. Just like Moses, just like you and I, we had a past, but when Jesus begins to work on us, the Word of God, the Spirit of God begins to work on us, we're supposed to change. We're supposed to develop the fruit of the Spirit in our life. Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. What's the next one? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or meekness, and self-control. Okay? Look at verse six, or chapter 6, verse 1. This is what Paul says. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, or caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of what? Gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. I'm going to read that again. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spiritual gentleness. You want to know if you're spiritually mature? If you want to know you've grown? What's this tell you? You're going to be gentle, okay? You're, you're going to be kind. You're going to be considerate of other people, lest you also be temp 
tempted. So that, that tells you that Paul changed. Look at 2 Corinthians 10.1. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. It says, now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the what? Meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent am bold toward you. So here Paul's basically saying, I'm gentle. I'm meek. Okay? So you can see, did he change? He sure did. One more scripture in Ephesians. And this not only applies to, to Paul, but it applies to us. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and what? Gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Have you ever feel like you have to bear with something? Bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Okay? Lowliness and gentleness. So that's what we're called to do. So all of us in these last days, we need to develop this, this, the character of Christ within us. He says, Jesus said in Matthew 5, in, in verse 5, it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Or blessed are the mild, patient, and long-suffering. So if you want to be patient, or if you want to be blessed, you need to be what? Long-suffering. You need to be patient. You need to be gentle. You need to be kind. You need to be meek. Now that doesn't mean you roll over and let somebody run over you. You have to defend yourself, defend your family. But, you know, um, in the days ahead, you might have somebody yell at you, scream at you, come against you, do something that you don't like. Maybe you already had that happen this week. Anybody? <laughs> I'll guarantee you it could happen in the days ahead. So I want you to remember what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Meekness. Exercising gentleness, meekness, kindness, and grace toward others. Amen? Let's stand up. I'm going to have Abraham come to the...